Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton, and welcome to our devotion today. Today's devotion is entitled, God on Both Sides, with Us in the Middle. Romans 6.1 and 6.2 tells us this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Now the word sin, uh, in Romans there, 6.2, has a definite article in front of it in the original Greek, meaning the sin. How shall we that are dead to the sin nature live any longer therein? You see, the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross is our victory over sin, just as it is God's method of salvation. Salvation and victory over sin can only be brought about as one puts their faith 100% in what Jesus did at Calvary. It was on the cross where Jesus paid the penalty for sin and broke the power of sin. Jesus broke the power of the sin nature on Calvary's cross. Jesus' victory there at Calvary becomes our victory when we place our faith in his finished work. Let's look at a simple outline of how this process works. It goes something like this. Number one, Jesus paid it all at the cross. When we place, number two, our faith in what he did at the cross, then the, number three, Holy Spirit will help us and do his work within our hearts and lives. So there we have it, the cross, our faith, and the Holy Spirit. This is God on both sides with us in the middle. How can we possibly lose if we are surrounded by God? The Christian life is a work of the Holy Spirit within us, Galatians 2.20. We can never live this Christian life as we should without the help of the Holy Spirit. And, beloved, the Holy Spirit only has the legal right to help us if our faith is in the proper object, which is what Jesus did for us at the cross of Calvary. What Jesus did at the cross is to be the object of the believer's faith. If a believer places his or her faith in good works of any nature, the Holy Spirit can never honor that. That is flesh. The Holy Spirit will not anoint the flesh. The problem that each of us face in our lives is sin. Sin comes in many complexities and forms. Even though we as believers have been freed from the old sinful nature, God has allowed it to remain dormant within us for some very specific reasons that we're not going to discuss here. One thing I will say about that, though, is that the Lord wants us to continually look to him for our daily walk of victory. And in fact, we are to look to him for all that we need. We need to learn to trust the Lord always. The Christian must always depend upon the Lord for everything. And we must never place faith in self. Sin is serious and so severe that we cannot confess it away by positive confession. We cannot even pray sin away. Jesus dealt with the sin problem at Calvary, and we must exhibit faith in him. The devil will continue to tempt us, but our victory is in the finished work of Christ upon the cross. We must always place our confidence in what Jesus has done and not in what we are doing. This is not to say that we aren't to do proper works, because as the Holy Spirit does his work within us, 
proper works on our behalf will be the result. And you can look at Ephesians 2.10, and you can also look at Philippians 2.13. Proper faith will always produce proper works in the child of God, but it will only happen if our faith is 100%, 100% in the cross of Christ. We must never trust in anything else, beloved. When we properly place our faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross, the Holy Spirit will give birth to many good works within us. But our faith must never be in what we do, but rather in what Jesus has done. There were those in the church at Rome who believed that sin didn't matter anymore because they were under grace. But our text refutes that thinking. Let's also look at Romans 6.14. Here's what it says. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law. See, as long as we're under law, sin will have dominion over us. But we are not under the law. We're under grace. Grace is what gives us the power to stop sinning. Grace is not a license to keep sinning. Grace is the power to stop. Hallelujah. The grace of God doesn't mean freedom to sin. It is freedom from sin. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. And that produces Christ-likeness and holiness in the true believer. But this will only happen if our faith is in what Jesus did at the cross. Salvation, sanctification, holiness, and whatever else is needed by the believer from the Lord can only come to us by and through the cross. There's no other way, beloved. This is the message of the gospel. The way that the child of God is to obtain victory over sin and also to walk free from sin is the same way they got saved. Let's read Colossians 2.6. The Bible says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Simple faith in what Jesus did at Calvary is all that is required. Then the Holy Spirit comes and works his work within us. Praise God. Romans 6, 2 asks, asks the believer this question. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? The born-again child of God has been in the mind of God crucified with Christ, buried and risen with Christ to newness of life. Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. When we are born again, there is a spiritual transformation that takes place within us. Romans 6, 5. Romans 6, 6 tells us, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Hallelujah, that's good news today. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Praise God, we're free from the dominion of the sin nature, and we no longer have to serve the sin nature as slaves to it, all because of what Jesus did at the cross and our faith in that. Let's look quickly at Romans 6 and 7. Romans chapter 6, verse 7, the Bible says, He that is dead is freed from sin. If we are in Christ, we are dead to the sin nature as well as free from the sin nature, and also acts of sin in our daily lives. We're dead to it. Our old sinful nature, while remaining in the believer, should have no power over us. We are dead to it. The way that the Christian, however can cause the sin nature to come roaring back to life in them is when they commit an act of sin and then try to get victory over it by their own efforts. You will be defeated every time you do that. 
keep your faith in the finished work of Christ upon the cross and realize that in the mind of God, you were crucified with him. You were buried with him. And you were raised to newness of life in Christ. The Expositor Study Bible notes for Romans 6, verses 3 and 4 says this. When Christ died on the cross, in the mind of God we died with him. In other words, he became our substitute. And our identification with him in his death gives us all the benefits for which he died. The idea is that he did it all for us. Not only did we die with him, but we were buried with him as well, which means that all the sin and the transgression of the past were buried. When they put Jesus in the tomb, they put all our sins into that tomb as well. We died with him. We were buried with him. And his resurrection was our resurrection to a newness of life. Today, beloved believer, friend of mine, you and I have a new power source for life. If you are in Christ, you have a new power source for life. Jesus is your power source, and most specifically what he did at the cross of Calvary makes it all possible. All of this is made a reality in our lives when we place our faith in what Jesus did at the cross and that alone. Galatians 3.13 tells us that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The law can never change our hearts. Therefore, while it can and most certainly does define sin, the law is powerless, powerless to give us victory over sin or to make us stop sinning. It took the substitutionary death of Christ on the cross to both pay the penalty for sin and to break the power that sin had over man. When we identify with him in this, we can walk in a life of perpetual victory over the sin nature as well as victory over acts of sin. Jesus said, as recorded in the Gospel of John, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8:32. This is why we preach the message of the cross because God wants us free today. Heavenly Father, bless my partner, bless my neighbor, bless my friend today, I pray. Father, reveal to us the all-important and timeless truth of what you did for us at Calvary. Hallelujah. Change our hearts and change our lives today. Cause us to place our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And we ask it all, giving you the praise and glory. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. <laughs>